1: Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
2: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and in stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.
0: All right. Welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. What does challenging yourself physically have to do with improving your mental health? How much does mindset matter when it comes to designing the lives that we want? These are just some of the questions that I explore with today's guests, hosts of the podcast, Nicole and Kate can relate. It's Kate Erickson and Nicole Baldenou. Nicole and Kate are longtime friends living across the globe from each other. Every week, they catch up to talk life and business and everything in between. Nicole is the co-founder and COO of a software company, Webinar Ninja and the $100 MBA. She's also producer of iTunes Best of 2014 podcast, The $100 MBA Show. Kate is the heartbeat at Entrepreneurs on Fire. She is a podcaster, author, and she's dedicated to helping entrepreneurs achieve financial and lifestyle freedom let's roll their intro so you can get a little taste of nicole and kate can relate three two one
2: hey friends it's nicole and kate your girls from across the globe sydney australia and puerto rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you
1: get ready for a candid convo with us nicole and kate Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide
2: love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in.
0: Alright Food Heals Nation, well in today's episode we're having candid conversations about mastering your mindset, how physical challenges affect our mental toughness and you'll learn all about the podcast. Nicole and Kate can relate. And stay tuned till the end of this episode for a special announcement. Alright, roll it Roxy.
2: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: All right, please welcome Nicole and Kate to the show. What's up, Allison? Hey, Allison. So glad to have you. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Kate. Okay, so Kate, you're kind of a regular around here because you've been on multiple episodes of Food Heels. and Nicole, you are a good friend of mine, but you're brand new to Food Heels. so I would love for you both just to introduce yourselves. Um, for Kate, remind us who you are and what you do, and for Nicole, go ahead and tell Food Heels Nation a little bit about you.
2: Oh my goodness. I'm so honored to be a repeat on this show. Allie, I love our conversations and I can't wait till the next time we hang out in person. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Just a quick refresh. My name is Kate and I am one half of a team called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Me and my now fiance do a podcast together where he interviews entrepreneurs. It's a daily podcast. We're almost at our 10-year mark, which is so insane. And we create online trainings. We've done masterminds and uh, some journals. Uh, We published a book last year. So yeah, just all up in the entrepreneurial and podcasting space.
0: Love that. And how about you, Nicole?
1: Oh, Alison, I'm so happy to be here. I know we met in person, which was quite a while ago now. Um, So when, yeah, I know in here in, in Australia too, of all places. I'm coming back, girl. Trust me. That was a great trip. (laughs) We can't wait to have you back. So (laughs) when, yeah, so when Kate, um, you know, mentioned that we'd have this conversation together, I was super, super excited. Um, But a little bit about me. I do a couple of things. I've been producing a podcast, The $100 MBA Show. I'm behind the scenes. My co-founder and husband is the host of that show, Omar Zenhome. We just published episode uh, 1984, so we're almost at 2,000 Mm. episodes. Yeah, nice. that's been a journey. Uh, the other thing, that- <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we also, because uh, that wasn't enough, we also decided to co-found a software company, Webinar Ninja. Um, so that's got a team of 23 distributed around the world. It's a webinar platform. And I am guess the, well, the chief operating officer, the COO. And then recently, Kate and I, as, uh, as we heard, uh, we launched a podcast together just last August called Nicole and Kate Can Relate. And um, so those are the three things that are really filling up my life right now.
0: Beautiful, and I'm so grateful to have you. I do miss our beautiful trip to Australia. I can't wait until everything's open again, and we can easily travel back and forth to visit each other. Um, but you guys, one of the things that I love about what you've done is that I'm so all about like females coming together, and you know. Doing something cool in the world. So, when you started your podcast, I was like, this is a must listen. I'm so excited. I love the name. Nicole and Kate can relate. And you're both very powerful women. You are running behind the scenes, apparently, like these massive, amazing, powerful businesses. And so, what was it that brought you together and gave you the idea to do this
1: show? And what are you hoping to do with it? I'll, I'll take this one, Kate. Yeah, I'm sure sure you can add to it. Um, Look, Kate and I have been part of a mastermind with another girlfriend uh, who's also an entrepreneur, Cass from Next Level Wardrobe. We're going into our third year of a mastermind together where we get on a call once a month and we're very open and transparent. It's a safe space where we share our business struggles, our personal struggles. And we just have these really open conversations and, uh, you know, what was coming out of those conversations for me was this energy, this soul nourishing experience of having two women who I can relate to, who I can lean on for support, who I can have these amazing conversations with because I don't feel any hesitation. I don't feel like they're going to judge me. I feel like I can really, you know, pour my heart out and it's going to be okay. And so, from that experience, I thought, well, it would be so great if we can have those conversations a bit more public facing, and allow other women and other listeners to to feel like they're also in the room with us, having a conversation that you know fills them up, makes them feel less alone. I suppose is is maybe one of the the, the most um, compelling reasons why. I'm um, um, yeah, I wanted to start this podcast.
0: Yeah, and it is so true because that's exactly how I feel. And that's why, exactly why I wanted to have you guys on the show because I was listening to an episode, I think it was the beginning of January, and I could relate. I was like, I love this conversation. I have so much to say. I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. And so you have created that, which is really cool. Anything to add, Kate?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just so excited when Nicole brought up this idea of starting this podcast. I've been in several rooms where, you know, I'll get off stage or I'll be meeting people who are podcast listeners and they'll say like, when are you going to start doing this, like for women specifically? And I have always kind of been like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> Nicole kind of just like opened this door and had this beautiful idea to start sharing these conversations. And so I was just like, hand raised before I even knew that she was inviting me to be the
0: co-host. So I was like, yes, I want in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. She was like, I was already thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how do you guys pick your topics? Um, I know sometimes you're very topical, like you were just talking about cancel culture, which is super interesting to me as someone who was recently not canceled, but censored, which is, you know, maybe we can talk about what's the difference between cancellation and censorship, or do they go hand in hand? And then the one that I was listening to when I originally texted you, Kate, was um, talking about mindset, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. Because when I discovered food heals and I started going down the path of nutrition, and wellness and all of that, I was doing everything physically right. I was changing my diet. I was making my smoothies. I was doing my green juice. I was working out. But I didn't understand the mental component for a few years. And there was a few interesting things that you guys covered on there. Um, You asked, do you think that people don't know that they can change their mindset, that their mindset does inform their actions, that their mindset does inform how they show up in the world, that their mindset does inform what they are able to receive in the world, right? And so I was sitting there going, no, people don't know. We need to tell them because I used to be the person who didn't know. And I think it was, Nicole, you were talking about how you got a book. It was maybe Think and Grow Rich. And now that changed your perspective. And for me, it was books and documentaries and things that no one else was talking about at the time that I was able to learn, like my mindset matters and it matters more than I ever could have imagined. And as important as the food and nutrition and working out and all of that is mindset may be even more important because our, our minds and perspectives are so powerful. So I would love to talk a little bit about mindset and just get some of your perspectives on what it's meant for you. What was your journey to understanding like mindset matters? And then what do you do on a regular basis to keep yourself, you know, in, in a zone where you can create from a positive mindset?
2: Well, Allison, I am right there with you on like, I didn't know either. And when Nicole and I had that conversation and and asked that question that you posed, you know, is it that people don't know or do they know and they're just not doing anything about it? And I know, again, certainly was the case for me that I just didn't know. I didn't know how powerful it was. And I wouldn't have even known like where to start with that. And it was through just exactly like you said, kind of putting myself in a room with other people, reading these books, watching documentaries, being inspired by people who had taken on mindset as, you know, a challenge, as something that was important to them and really starting to put more weight to it. Like, oh, okay. Okay wow, this is not only something that makes a huge difference, but it's also something that I have full control over. Like I can learn about this. I can practice it and I can see changes in my life like immediately because of it. And so I too became passionate about, I feel like Way more people need to be talking about this because for those who are out there who don't really know how powerful it is, who don't know what you know the first step might be to taking um, to learn more about mindset or to understand how it impacts all of these decisions in the way that we're living our life, like I would love to be the person to help spread that message
0: yeah, and you guys are, and I, I think it's so important to note that once you become like the student, you also become the teacher. And I think that's what's kind of happened to so many of us in this creator space, this podcaster space, whatever you want to call it, when we have a platform, we have a voice that we can use to help others. And so that's certainly been the case for me. And what about you, Nicole? What was your journey like?
1: I think for the longest time I realized, and I realized this when I started learning about mindset, was that I was operating from a scarcity mindset and just operating from that place of fear. And again, it's nobody's fault. When Kate and I talked about it and we brought up the question, you know, who's supposed to show you this? I realized that a lot of it came from how I grew up. You know, my parents were immigrants to Australia. They were really trying to make a life out of, uh, you know, coming to a new country and, and making something happen. And I think a lot of that played into, that fear of, of, of there not being enough of, you know, the big what ifs of really trying to make things work. Having said that though, one thing that I did get from my mum was this constant idea of think positive. Think positive was something Mm -hmm. that she just, she always repeats. And so I guess I started to, to, to learn really when Omar and I started working together and, You know, I shifted from being a teacher to being an entrepreneur, realizing that there is so much that I don't know. And just getting comfortable with, rather than being fearful of the fact that there's a lot that I don't know, I just have to learn. So my journey started with understanding and being happy with being a learner. I'm very comfortable, and I really believe that lifelong learning is something that I want to carry with me? Yeah, I think um,
0: I'm a lifelong learner too. I'm very curious. I crave knowledge. I always have. Um, And that's a good thing, I think, not to be, one of my goals is not to ever be so set in a fixed mindset that there is no room for another way of thinking, that there is no room for another opinion or for my opinion or my understanding of something to change and evolve over time. And I think that's an important part of this conversation because it's like, okay, once I discovered nutrition and the perfect diet for myself... I can't stay with the same diet my whole life cuz my nutritional needs can change as I age or the science changes and I learn more and so if I was fixed that this is there's only one way then you know I wouldn't be open to getting even more healthy over time or living to 100 or something like that you know so I think it's really important to stay open-minded and curious on this journey and You know, we all know people in our lives or, you know, people I see this on like reality TV, trash TV that I watch all the time, where people are the victims of their circumstances. They play the victim. Oh, woe is me. Everything has happened to me. And I'm not saying that we can't all have those moments where something awful happens and you need to cry and you need to be like, why did this happen to me? Like absolutely have those moments. But how do you guys get out of that victim mentality when something does happen to you because life happens. Life is not always sunshine and rainbows. As much as I like to um, have the positive mindset that it is, shit happens. And so what are some of your tools in your toolbox or what are some of the things that you do to keep your mindset um, positive and to keep moving in the right direction when you are faced with those types of challenges?
2: Well, I can definitely relate to the victim role because that was me for like the first 28 years of my life. Um, Right. (laughs) And I, I think that that's just it is like acknowledging it and being able to recognize it when it crops up because there have been times where I'll slip into that and it can happen so fast and so seamlessly that unless you're willing and ready to call yourself out, it's a very slippery slope. So honestly, the first step that I took in helping myself get past that playing that victim role was being able to call myself out when I started slipping into it. And that takes a lot of practice in and of itself. And then I think once you're able to call yourself out in those situations, those scenarios, that you can uh, help yourself have like sort of a perspective shift or a mindset shift, if you will, to understand like, okay, what is this situation objectively? Like if I remove my emotional uh, tie to this and I can just look at it as an outside person, how can I approach this differently in order to move forward and not get stuck in like this awful wheel of, you know, being depressed about it, frustrated about it, sad, mad, etc.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I feel the same way because I think we have to acknowledge it in order to move to that other perspective, as you said, like if I take myself out of it, what does it actually look like? I just had to do this um, when I I'm going through something where my um, software, my CRM that I pay for, censored me and said, you can't say this. And I said, yes, the F I can. So (laughs) I had to (laughs) essentially, um, they wrote me a very long email about why I can't say what it is that I'm saying, which is vegetables and vitamins heal, you guys. So I had to write back and it took me 10 days to compose the email because I had to remove my anger, frustration, and emotion out of it and really tackle it from, okay, here's the fact to fact, like here's your argument, here's my counter argument, kind of like a lawyer would do rather than being an emotional wreck about it because then it wouldn't have an, an effect if I came at it from an emotional, you're wrong, I'm right, you know, here's why, which I wanted to do, but I had to really, really get clear Before I was able, and I just sent the email back, but it took me quite a while to collect myself and to look at it, as you said, Kate, objectively like, okay, if this wasn't me, what would the counterpoints be? If there was no emotion behind it, if it wasn't stopping my business in its tracks and not allowing me to reach out to my, I mean, this is all part of it, but if it wasn't affecting me so emotionally, What would the argument be? And how can I phrase it in such a way that I sound calm, cool, and collected and not like the emotional, angry person that I am right now?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those are tough situations, man, because it's like one of the most difficult things. You have a knee-jerk reaction. And again, it would be very easy to hit reply and spend the next five minutes like firing off all these like very emotionally charged (laughs) <laughs> colorful, mm-hmm. as Nicole and I like to put it on our show, <laughs> 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 colorful words. Um, but I mean, it do- it takes a lot to be able to take a step back and and do that. And I honestly think that in the long run. Uh, everybody, there's more potential to learn something from the scenario on both sides
0: when you're able to do that. Yeah, that's a really good point. And another thing that it's really been interesting with this whole situation that I'm going through now is that what it's ha- What's happened now is because they have censored me and stopped me from being able to reach my Food Heals listeners, clients, and readers, and everyone that's opted in to be a part of my world and wants to hear from me, um, they stopped me from my ability to do that. And so along with the frustration also comes this fire. And so I'm now about to launch this fundraising campaign in order to help creators and other podcasters like myself make sure, you know, support our rights to free speech. Speech and not get censored in the way that I have. And so launching that feels very, very painful and uncomfortable and scary. But I know that when I'm uncomfortable, that's when something is shifting. That's when something is happening. And I can relate it back to um, something that you guys talked about in your mindset show is can physical challenges make us braver Or get us out of when we get out of our comfort zones, can it actually change us mentally and emotionally as well? And I know, Kate, you shared a story and it reminded me of my story in the same way where. Um, I'm not a runner like you. I'm just a, I run for fun. But I decided to challenge myself a few years ago and run a half marathon. And I didn't know if I could do it, but it was the very end, you know, it's the last two miles or so. And I was just like, don't stop, don't walk, don't give up. And it was so painful. And in my mind, I was just repeating, change happens when the pain happens. Change happens when the pain happens. I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And I did it. And I was proud of myself. And it was physically and emotionally like Tough, but I was so proud that I did it. And now I'm in the same position, not physically, but I'm like, this is tough. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to the finish line. I'm scared. And I know that means I have to, right? So, my question to you guys is, like, what do you think? Like, when have you had an experience or what have you seen when? Engaging in something physical helps us to be more confident, braver, whatever it might be, in our day-to-day decisions and lives, and and things that we may want to accomplish. But maybe like I'm hitting the scared button on this one, putting it out to pasture for later, and maybe I'll come back to it. You know.
2: Well, I think there's so many times in business that this happens to us as entrepreneurs. Like that mental toughness is something that just like being a great free throw shooter or a half marathon runner or like you name it, you have to put in the reps like that takes a lot of practice to get good. And I think that mental toughness is the same thing. And in my experience, there are certain roadblocks or limiting beliefs that we've developed over time, whether it be from experiences in our childhood or you know, it could be from experiences that we don't even realize we had. We might be shutting them out or um, have purposefully forgotten them. Um, mm-hmm. But but I think that there are some limiting beliefs that we hold on to so tight that it almost takes that like physical or mental break for you to be able to overcome that. And I've experienced it in both camps. The physical, um, like in the episode that you're referring to that Nicole and I did, I shared the story of how I climbed a 40-foot pole just walking up pegs, stood on top of that 40-foot pole, looked out with my arms spread wide out. And of course, I'm hooked in. So like nobody worried. I was about to say But I mean I'm that terrified. didn't that didn't change like how tough that challenge was. I, I'm I'm strapped in, but I'm still climbing pegs up a 40-foot pole and you know, spreading my arms out and just like letting go of every fear and everything in my body that was telling me not to do that. And literally jumping off from that pole to be suspended down to the bottom again, I mean, that's an example of a physical challenge that helped me break through so many limiting beliefs I had about what is what is possible, what I'm capable of doing. And I've had those mental breaks too and different experiences and, and exercises that I've done as part of transformational training workshops and stuff where like you get broken down to a point where you can't help but just you know that stuff gets brought up and and it's an opportunity I've always looked at it as an opportunity to be able to overcome those those limiting beliefs and I think that so much of um you know what we hold back and what makes us uncomfortable and not being able to reach our potential and not going after what we truly deep down inside really want in our life it's all because of those limiting beliefs
0: yeah absolutely i think Limiting beliefs are something I've tried to work on my whole life and I always think I've conquered it. And then sometimes they come up again. You're like, well, this one's back. (laughs) Where'd you come from? But um, I'm sorry. Did you just drop? And then what happens? Like, I don't understand. You drop and then what happens? (laughs) My heart was like beating pretty quick.
2: (laughs) So at the top of the pole, you're actually supposed to jump off and catch this trapeze bar and be able to like swing for a little bit. But I missed the the bar. I didn't jump out far enough. And so you basically are then just suspended down to the bottom. I've never had such an intense feeling of like my legs just jelly, like... I got down to the ground and when I was lowered far enough that my feet were actually on the ground, thank goodness my 10, like my team of 10 people who were there supporting me all ran over to like give me a huge hug because I needed that support or else I would have dropped to my knees. My legs were just like, I was, yeah, that was a crazy, (laughs) crazy feeling. (laughs)
1: I had jelly oh legs God. when, when you were describing that story. I just, I loved that story that, that Kate shared. And I feel like when Kate shared that story, I was kind of thinking about myself and thinking, I haven't, I don't know if I've put myself out there in, in those physical situations t- to develop mental toughness. I think I've focused more, maybe it's just a personality type. I don't know if if you're the same, Allison. Um mm-hmm. But I feel like i focused much more on the mental toughness. Although having said that, I suppose one of the physical experiences that taught me that I can, all right, I can face things that are scary um, was a, was my hysterectomy that I had uh, a year ago. So just yeah. major surgery. And that, yeah. I suppose, for me is an example um, where I feel like, okay, as putting my body through something um, and seeing what you know happens at the at the, the other side um, gave me that confidence that okay, there's there's that physical element. but that's why I was in so much awe of Kate when she shared that experience because I was like, I feel like I've done a lot of work and I feel like I have a mental toughness but I don't feel like I have that physical toughness that she experienced so I don't know have you had a similar experience Kate's story terrifies me um,
0: last <laughs> time I was in like Jamaica or something I did the uh, um, zip lining and um, at the end of one of them you go super fast and the guy has to catch you or you keep going into a tree and the guy didn't catch me he caught, he caught everyone else. What? <laughs> he didn't- so my my legs go into the tree, and then he grabs me and pulls me back. But like I thought, I was hitting the tree and dying. So oh that's my probably goodness. The, yeah, it was not cool, you guys. Um, so I think that I don't know if it developed mental toughness, but actually, <laughs> it gave me. You know what I think it did, you guys? I think it gave me more fear, and now I should probably go zip lining again and bust through that fear. That's probably the lesson there. <laughs> but <laughs> no, Kate story terrifies me. And Nicole, that's what you said is absolutely another example, even though it's totally different. It's like, yeah, as women, we have to put our bodies through way more Mm -hmm. things usually than men. And that's one of them. And so I think that does help develop you, you know, your mental toughness, because that's a scary, anytime you have Mm -hmm. to go in any type of hospital or surgery situation, whether it's elective or not, it's a scary situation that you're putting yourself and I think it does absolutely help develop some mental toughness, as you said. So it sounds like we all three have kind of different experiences with this, but I think that it just goes to show that we're constantly kind of developing this a little bit, right? Yeah, Yeah,
2: and I I think a, a big thing for me too, is just like that experience of gaining confidence. And this can happen in so many areas of your life, right? Whether it's with your business, maybe it's a personal challenge, maybe it's a physical challenge, a mental challenge. When you can get through these types of things and prove to yourself that like, it's not life ending, (laughs) then I feel Mm -hmm. like we build this confidence that is really hard to find any other way. And so that's why I'm constantly all about like preaching action and taking that first step and doing it even if you feel scared because we all feel scared everybody feels that fear and that imposter syndrome but it's those who are willing to take those steps and to meet that fear and to overcome it that are going to start gaining the confidence that gets them to the next level like you can't just start with no confidence and expect to have all the confidence in the world without doing anything in between and for me that's like such a big point in the mindset arena that you that you really need to you know start working on from from the beginning
0: Yeah, my grad school teacher once said, I'll never forget this moment. He, we're talking about fear and everything. And he said, if we all waited until we had no fear to do something, nothing would ever get done. And I was mm. like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. So I've always kept that with me just, to, just as a reminder. like When something is scary, just do it. Fear and excitement come from the same place in the body. So if you're fearing something, there's actually some excitement there, which is kind of cool. Mm. And if you're excited about something, there's probably some fear there as well. I didn't know that. That's a fun fact I know someone smarter than me on the podcast said it I can't (laughs) take credit (laughs) I love that you shared
2: that uh what your teacher had told you too because that is one of my go-tos I have like a list that I keep in my work of all the inspirational quotes that I come across that like either fire me up inspire me teach me something new um you know, give me drive, give me that like extra push when I need it. And so anytime I do have like that fear creep up or doubt maybe, um, then I can just, I know that I have a place to go to kind of remind myself um, of, you know, what's possible. So I, I love that you keep that quote top of mind or that lesson that you learned top of mind too.
0: Yeah. And I have an evidence journal. So it's like, any time that, let's say, I'm trying to overcome something or do something I'm scared of, or um, I'm trying to manifest something and make something happen with my mind, I have an evidence journal of when it works. You're like, oh, you wanted that thing to happen and you did it. Remind yourself of that because we forget our amazing mini accomplishments, big or small. But when you remind yourself, you're like, oh, I got this because I did this and this and this. Like, we forget how amazing we are. Like, it's so quick to forget. And it's so easy to remember quote unquote failures or mistakes or things that went wrong. And then we forget all the times when things went right.
1: I love that. I'm, I, that is me to a T. I forget. And I, fortunately, I have Omar. Um, who reminds me of, hey, don't forget that we did this, that and the other and reminds me of the wins because I tend to be so forward thinking that I tend to focus more on, I don't want to say I focus more on the problems, but I do forget a lot of the times the wins. And I don't know why that happens, Alison. So I I think I might implement that evidence journal because that's a great one. That
0: is a great one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is genius. (laughs) I mean, I probably got it from another from another guest. So again, no, take credit for that, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Who else wants a free fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? 323com that's getfresh323.com you'll get your free bottle and you'll pay one dollar for shipping getfresh323.com another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, no, it definitely works. And um, even if you don't write it down, it's like just if you don't have an Omar nearby or someone to remind you, you have a little journal somewhere or a person to remind you, like you guys are probably that for each other. I have my friends who, are, who we are that for each other, like, my friend, Ashley and I, we know when the other one is down without even speaking words, like we are literally sisters from another mister. Cause like we will call or text each other at the exact moment. The other one is crying or something. And it's just like, if you have a person that can reflect things back to you, that's a great thing that, you know,
1: can help you as well. I was thinking too, when you're talking about, um, you know, that when something's you're fearing something and you just got to break through it, it means you've got to do it. It means it's, you know, something that is going to, provide a breakthrough or a transformation sometimes if it is really hard to do it alone I don't think there's anything wrong with finding a buddy and I really feel that the podcast for me with Kate is an example of that Um, if I think about how long it was that I've had the idea that I would have loved to have started my own podcast but never took action and then when I thought no I want to take action on this but I don't want to do it alone and and you know, I just got so lucky that Kate said yes to be, you know, my co-host and to do this with me um, has allowed me to break through a lot of the fears that I had of putting myself out there, finding my voice. And I'm not, you know, ashamed to say that I felt like I needed to do that with someone in order to find um or in order to, to have that kind of experience um, so I just feel like there's no shame in if you need help, if you need that friend, if you need somebody to, you know, push you over the line, I think it's okay. I think just do what you got to do to, you know, to, to reach that goal.
0: Yeah. I mean, you doubled your power, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all very, very powerful. And then when we combine that with someone else's, it's like, I think it it's like more than, you know fourfolds it. Like you just combine your power and it more than doubles. Like, I think that's beautiful. And we can't do all this alone. You know, everything that, all three of us do, this entrepreneurship life can be quite lonely and can be quite a struggle when you're going at everything alone. Even if you have a team, even if you have a partner, it's mm-hmm. like the more people that I can put in my life and partner with on certain ventures and collaborate with, the more power I have, the more fired up I am, the more excited I am, the more creative I can get. And the better I can do in the world, the more people I can help. So I'm absolutely with you, Nicole. Like, yeah, team up, mm-hmm. find, find that person. Or there can be multiple. I have multiple people people in my life that I team up with for different things, whether it's like emotional support or business support. And those people are my lifeline and I could not do it do any of this without them. Food Hills Nation, let's talk about micronutrients, specifically moringa. Have you heard of it? Moringa is known as nature's most perfect multivitamin. It is rich in minerals and vitamins and antioxidants and amino acids. It actually contains nine times the protein of yogurt, 10 times the vitamin A as carrots, 15 times the potassium of bananas, 17 times the calcium of milk, 12 times the vitamin C of oranges, and 25 times the iron of spinach. So very, very important to get your moringa on, right? Micronutrients, including those vitamins and minerals, work behind the scenes to keep our bodies healthy. They help protect our body from disease, synthesize DNA, hormones, and enzymes, and support a healthy immune system. They maintain our metabolism. They just do so much, Food Heals Nation. They are essential to our well-being. And many of these vitamins and minerals come from our soil and our water, which are passed into the food that we eat unfortunately, our soil is becoming more and more depleted. So most people are generally deficient in these essential micronutrients. So that's why I love Organifi's superfoods. I mean, the green juice is absolutely essential to my life. You know, I like the glow. You know, I like the red. You know, I'm mildly obsessed with the Harmony because it tastes like chocolate milk. (laughs) Test it on your kids put it in your coffee. But Organifi is where it's at to get your essential micronutrients, including moringa, which is what I started talking about at the beginning. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. If you take Organifi Green every single day, it costs less than $3 a day. That is worth it to me, Food Heals Nation, to get the micronutrients into my body that I need on a daily basis. So go to Organifi.com Food Heels, and use the coupon code food heals you'll get 20% off your order that's o-r-g-a-n-i-f-i com slash FoodHeals. There's no why. It's Organifi with an I. Use the coupon code FoodHeals. You'll get 20% off your order. Food Heals Nation, if you're like me, you love listening to podcasts. You love Food FoodHeals and now you love Nicole and Kate can relate. And if you're not listening to Katie Kramitzos' amazing network of podcasts, you are definitely missing out. You remember Katie from multiple episodes of Food Heals and Katie has become my go-to for all of my guided meditations. And maybe you already know that meditation is incredible for your mental and spiritual and emotional health. You may have even tried to meditate before, but maybe you just can't get into a regular habit and you know it's good for you and you know it's time to figure it out. Look, a regular meditation practice does not have to look like getting up at 5 a.m. and meditating for an hour with incense burning every single day, right? It can be really simple and it can be customized for you to fit into your lifestyle. Creating your own regular meditation practice can make you feel more calm. It can reduce stress. It can reduce anxiety. It can help you sleep better. We know sleep is so important to our mental, spiritual, and emotional, and physical health. And ultimately, meditation can help you connect with your inner wisdom, which all lead to a happier and more fulfilled life. So if you're like me and you're ready to feel more calm, more connected and just happier in general, you can easily start your own regular meditation practice. Listen now by going to womensmeditationnetwork.com. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast player. Katie's got your back with her meditations made specifically for women. And you know what? Men love them too. So again, go check them out at womensmeditationnetwork.com and join me in falling asleep every night to Katie Kremitzos' lovely, lovely voice. All right, now back to my interview with Nicole and Kate let's talk about some of your topics there's a lot of questions that you pose that I think a lot of us are constantly um, pondering like finding our passion can we have it all how to build good habits what's a daily routine you talk about aging overwhelming confidence vulnerability all of these things and we talk about them too so it's all it's all interesting to me but how do you guys pick your topics and do you try to be topical I know you're not political but you know cancel culture could get political you guys didn't because you're good at what you do. (laughs) But tell me about the process of choosing topics.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think from the beginning, it was really most about creating kind of like a running list of what topics are coming up in our life like every day. Um, So we wanted these conversations to just be very organic. And we felt the best way to do that would be to just literally have the conversations that we would have if we were calling each other to catch up. And so, with a running list of those started, we kind of started sorting them. Um, some of them were more relevant to us right now than others. Um, a couple of them we chose to publish them right around the time, uh, like New Year's. We thought that mindset would be an awesome topic to publish around New Year's, even though it's obviously something that is year-round and very important all the time. Um, so. We also uh, are lucky enough to have a lot of our listeners reaching out and we always encourage this. We ask our listeners to send us their questions, to let us know what's on their mind, to let us know if there's a topic or something that they would want us to chat about. So. We've definitely been lucky to have um, a couple handfuls of those topics come in. So we're just always kind of adding to our list of topic ideas. And every week or so when we jump on to record together, we'll kind of look at what's up ahead. And if we feel like we need to switch a topic, maybe something's more timely or, again, more relevant in our own lives at that time, then we'll
0: just keep it super flexible and mix it up. This is so funny, Kate, because um, when you mentioned that you get questions from your listeners. I just implemented a new, um, you know, biweekly part of my show called Ask Allie. (laughs) Oh, how fun. I love that. But you guys, do you know this originated, um, this is what John told me to do in Puerto Rico like five years ago and I am only (laughs) now just doing it. Okay. I'm sorry. Sometimes it takes me a long time to come around, but it was because the questions were so good and so interesting that I got overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not qualified to answer these. But then I realized I can just answer from my perspective and say, I don't have the answer. Let me ask someone smarter than me or here's the answer from my experience because I didn't want to be like, I'm the authority on everything. I'm just here with curiosity to interview amazing people. And I wasn't trying to pretend to be an authority on something I'm not. But then at some point over the last few years it's just dawned on me that, well, you're expert enough in a lot of things and you're expert enough to help a lot of people. And so yeah, getting questions from the listeners is a great place to inform the content because all we're here to do is help the listeners is, you know, talk about the topics that they're most interested in. So I think that's a
1: really great idea, you guys. That was a mental shift for for myself personally and maybe for you, Kate. I don't know, you might you might want to chime in after. But um that idea of having to be an expert on a topic that we wanted to talk about. Cause I felt like a lot of the times, a lot of the, topics would come from conversations that we organically had on our mastermind or conversations that I would have with my friends over coffee, after a yoga class, whatever it was. And I thought, well, these are things that women um, my age, around my age, younger, a bit older, are, are talking about, are thinking about. And a lot of the times in our conversation, there is a bit of that working out, you know, working the topic out kind of figuring it out as you would organically with a friend when a topic just comes up you know out of the blue versus I have to have some sort of informed opinion be an expert on because my listener is coming for you know information and I think sometimes the information just comes through having being presented with a different perspective even if that Mm -hmm. is I actually don't know I'm still kind of figuring it out or we're asking each other questions in our conversation that working out I think can provide information for the person who's listening because maybe they never thought about it that way so that was a bit right. of a shift for me. I don't know, Kate, if, if you agree.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I the, Nicole, you and I have had this conversation multiple times, like quote unquote offline, um, is that that's been one of the challenging and most rewarding and most fun parts of our podcast is like, sometimes we'll get 35 minutes into a conversation and we'll like hit on this point. We'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, I've never thought of it that way before. Or like, that's such a great point. And I mean, that's like, you know, we've kind of echoed it throughout this conversation today, but without having those talks, without having somebody that you can go to and just be transparent and open and, and Allie, like you said, having those people that you can lean on to help support you, um, you know, there's so much progress to be made in those conversations. There's so much to learn. There's so much of like a wider, broader perspective that you can have on life and on really important topics like, um, you know, perspective and, and and a lot of the things that we talk about on the podcast. Um, that, you know, don't often get talked about. So, I mean, I think it's also really important to Nicole and I that we're bringing up topics that, you know, people tuning in think like, wow, I haven't had a conversation about that in a really long time, if ever. And maybe it sparks them and and resonates with them enough that they do call up a friend or they do start to think about that on a deeper level.
0: Yeah. And for me, it's the same. It's like, sometimes I'll hear something on a podcast or on TV or whatever. And it's like, that's a good point. That makes me think about this. I don't care who said it or even what context it was in half the times. I don't care if they were an expert or not in that topic. Mm -hmm. You make a good point. I'm listening. I'm interested. I'm engaged. Now I want to go learn more or go think about this. Now I've opened up myself to think about something differently. And so that's all we're doing with these conversations. You know, we all have different upbringings that have given us different perspectives in life. And like talking about this can totally open our eyes. And it's it's what gives us empathy, honestly. It's like realizing that the person has become who they are and their opinions have been informed because of what they've gone through in their lives. And it could be a completely different experience than we have. And with that, you can always open yourself up to other people's perspectives and go, huh, I never thought about it that way because that never, this thing never happened to me. So it would never occur to me to think of it that way. And so I love these conversations. I think that they are like so important. And the more that people out there believe, and I think it's a little bit of imposter syndrome too, that um, you can only listen to the expert or the whether it's self, self-imposed self expertise or they have a degree in that topic, then we're really going to miss out on a lot of beautiful conversations and beautiful truths.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think the experience of it is the connection of it because – the, obviously there's a balance, right? We want to learn from experts and we want to educate ourselves. And like Nicole was saying earlier, and you too, Ali, like I'm a lifelong learner as well. I love being, the, you know, the person in the room who feels like they can learn from every single person in there. Um, never want to be like the smartest person in the room, unless I'm the one teaching, then that would maybe be <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. But I think that there's so much to be said of just sharing those raw experiences and, and not having to feel like you're an expert, rather just somebody sharing, um, you know, a real life scenario or story. And and that's what connects us. That's what other people can relate to. Even if they haven't experienced the exact same thing, to your point, maybe it's something that gives them more to think about or a different way to consider something.
1: Something that Kate said, I think Kate, you shared this in our mastermind one day, but it really stuck with me. Um, You might've said this like over a year ago, Um, if, if something is true for you because you've experienced it, then it, then it's a truth. It doesn't have to always be backed up by, you know, a fact, a figure, a a stat or anything like that. Um, if, if it happened to you, if you've experienced it, then it's, then it's a form of a truth. And I think a lot of the times I was always second guessing, is this right? Is this wrong? It's that imposter syndrome, right? Those self-doubts. But, you know, what you had said, you know, that time just made me think like, well, yeah, if this is something that I've experienced, then there's so much validity in that, in, in sharing that story, because, it, you know, it can resonate with someone, someone can relate to it. Um, and it it doesn't necessarily have to have a whole case study, you know, behind mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a truth that I've experienced. And that really really stuck with me. Mm,
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's your truth. Yeah. This is why this is, um, gosh, leading back to the situation I'm going through now, it's like, The software that is censoring me from speaking my truth, from my experience, from interviewing doctors, from interviewing patients who have healed themselves holistically of chronic degenerative diseases are now asking for peer-reviewed studies in order for me to continue to email. And it's like, I don't have peer-reviewed studies on the person who used juicing to help with their cancer treatment. Like Mm. this just is their experience. And you're telling me I'm not allowed to share that. And that is what is so frustrating because I'm trying to help people understand how the body heals and how the body works and these experiences that people have had with the body's amazing ability to heal itself when given the tools it needs to do so. So I'm talking about the tools. I'm coming from a place of curiosity. I'm learning from people who have done this, whether it is a patient, a doctor, a nutritionist, what have you, an expert, an author, whoever. Um, It doesn't matter to me if they're an expert, an author, or a patient, a human – It matters to me what they experience that other people can experience as well when it comes to healing the body. And so all I'm doing is sharing these incredible experiences and that's what I'm being quote unquote, canceled for, you know, and so it just makes me want to get louder. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm about to press launch on this campaign today, ladies. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is I'm sorry, you're going through that, Allie. That is, um, you know, it's a tough and a a very fine line, especially in today's, you know, social centric online web whatever number we're at now, like that's a lot going on in that
0: arena. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that health has, and I don't understand it. I'm just aware of the fact that health has now become politicized and controversial. And I Mm -hmm. think that's such a disservice and so unfortunate. And I'm not even talking about what Joe Rogan is getting canceled for. I'm the only V's. I talk about our vegetables and vitamins. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that it's happening to little old me and food heals is scary because I understand why it can happen to someone large, but if it's happening to creators – who are making a basic living by sharing stories the way i am if i can get canceled and censored then anyone can and that's what i'm here to stand up against and it's just like you guys said like if we can't have these conversations then things can't change then people can't be helped and healed and that's not a world that i want to be a part of and so i'm so glad you guys are having the good conversations on your show and i will continue to have them on mine as well. And so I would love it if you have any um, final thoughts and also where can everyone listen to the show? I'm sure it's on all the podcast players, but let us know where we can support. Nicole and Kate can relate. Allison, thank
2: you so much for having us on the show. Again, I am so looking forward to our next hang in person. I don't know when or where that will be, but hopefully it will be very soon.
0: I can't (laughs) wait.
2: (laughs) um, Always appreciate these conversations. Just kind of to wrap up on my end, I mean, we've said it multiple times here, conversations are so powerful. Like the next time that you're approached um, by a friend or a family member, or, you know, whatever the topic might be, just try and have an open mind, go, go through that conversation, see what you can learn from it, see how your perspective might be brought in. Um, You don't, you don't have to agree. And uh, that's totally fine. Or the other person doesn't have to agree with you. But I think that there's something very, uh, as Nicole said, heart nourishing and fulfilling about having great conversations, um, regardless of whether you agree with one another or not. And um, yeah, we would love for anyone tuning in who feels like these conversations are helpful and and uh, that heart nourishing that we talked about to join us over on Nicole and Kate Can Relate. You can find us at canrelatepodcast.com or as Allison said, on your favorite podcast app.
0: All right, you guys well, thank you so much, Nicole and Kate. Thank you
1: Allison.
0: Of course, I can't wait to have another beautiful conversation with the both of you. I know we are in three different parts of the world, but thank goodness for platforms like Zencaster and Zoom where we can connect anytime anywhere. So I know we're all on, on excuse me, I know we're all on different time zones, but thanks so much for making the time today. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Allie. Thank you, Allie.
0: All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nicole and Kate from Nicole and Kate Can Relate. I hope you smash that subscribe button and listen to their show as well. So a couple of quick things. You did hear me talk about the censorship debacle again. That was recorded before I set up the fundraiser. Um, so thank you so much to those of you who have donated. It really, really does help. And um, I haven't talked about it a lot lately after the um, interview with Ashley, my attorney, because you know what I learned from here was, from her was that this is not really a free speech issue because a company has the ability to do anything they want based on their terms and conditions. So it's a up to us to read the terms and conditions and comply or not. And I know no one reads those, I get it. And clearly I didn't with Kartra, and also I never could have foreseen this, even if I had, right? Um, and so the fact that they can do what they want just means that I'm on the, on the mission to find the platform that works for me, and I am testing a couple right now, but it is very time consuming and very expensive. So um, if you'd like to contribute and help me fight that censorship, I changed the URL for a few reasons. Um, the first reason is, if It was foodhealsnation.com slash free speech, and when I really realized that this is not a free speech issue, it is a fighting censorship issue and a deplatforming issue, um, I realized I had to change the URL. So the URL to help me fight censorship and support creators and podcasters' rights to speak their minds, speak their truths, is foodhealsnation.com slash fight censorship. And again, thank you so much to those of you who have supported me. I really appreciate you. I'm going to shout out all of your names in a future episode of Ask Allie. All right. So special announcement that I promised is the Food Heals VIP club is back revamped and better than ever. So what is the Food Heals VIP club? That is the private feed of Food Heals podcasts, never before heard on the main page, on the main feed. Where you're listening to this right now, you cannot get these episodes. So it's like a Patreon, but I use glow.fm because I met the founders, fell in love with the company, and essentially joined at the beginning when they started. So it's glow.fm slash food heels. And let me tell you what you're going to get in the brand new revamped food heels VIP club. So of course, you're going to get access to never before heard episodes of food heels. They download straight to your phone, straight to your podcast app, just like Food Heals does. It's just a separate feed. So you'll see in your app it'll say Food Heals and then it'll say Food Heals VIP Club once you join. It's only $5 a month, you guys. So it's not, it's less than a cup of coffee and less than a Netflix subscription. You can do $5, $15, or $25 if you're feeling generous, but it's literally $5 a month. Okay. So what are you gonna get? Insider content that is too hot for the main feed. So The new thing that I'm adding is conversations about censored topics that we haven't had on the main show because I am scared of getting canceled. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. Um, You're also going to hear some of my personal life juicy stories and candid conversations that I've never shared until now. You're also getting behind the scenes of your favorite wellness brands. You're going to get the tips and tricks and strategies. That is for my wellness entrepreneurs. We'll talk about how authors and podcasters and bloggers and speakers and influencers make a living helping people get healthy and how you can do the same thing. And I just added my meditation. So you're going to hear guided meditations with Allie. These are some of my favorite meditations that I've used to create more in my life, whether it was more money, whether it was better health, whether it was the one I'm working on right now, which is manifesting my dream home, you better know that I created a meditation for that. Um, those meditations will be on the VIP club as well. So I'd love to have you. It's just five bucks a month. Go to glowfm slash food if you just can't get enough and you need more food heals in your life. I will release new episodes every single month and right now you get access as soon as you join to the back catalog of episodes from 2019. So all kinds of good stuff from the interviews that I've done. Sometimes I would do an interview and then we would go and do a Food Heals VIP club interview after that show um, just to give you more, maybe it was background on them or more juicy details we couldn't share on the, mo- on the main show, or it would be like um, how they run that wellness business. That's how the VIP club started was going behind the scenes. Of of businesses. And now it's really evolved. I've got all kinds of stuff in there. I've got clips from Food Freedom. I've got clips from The Rise Mastermind, which is now Food Heals You. I'm starting to share some stories I've never shared before personal life journey stories that are juicy and fun and interesting and hopefully you can relate to. So again, it's all at glow.fm slash foodheals. You'll get a private feed, all the podcasts that you want to listen to since 2019, all the things. You've never heard before on the main feed. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think, and I'll see you next time. Food Heals Nation.
2: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.